Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB. McGarry with Greg Mackling on 680 CJOB. Mackling and McGarry, you are hearing music from a group called The Dirty Nil. Trio of rockers from Dundas, Ontario. They're opening tonight for Billy Talent and Monster Truck at MTS Centre. And we actually were visited earlier today by two of the three members, Luke Bentham and Kyle Fisher. We asked them, what made you get into rock and roll? Well, we used to... um basically um, blow things up in the forest because we grew up in the suburbs and there wasn't much to do. And um, after our kind of homemade pyrotechnic adventures um, kind of escalated to a point uh, where we were starting to hurt ourselves, so we decided to kind of segue into a, a new form of destruction. So we started becoming more serious with music and started writing songs together in uh, our parents' basements. What kind of things would you blow up? Well, we used to go to Kyle's house and uh, basically uh, kind of select a sacrificial um, toy of some sort. And then we'd go to the variety store. Um, There were a couple to choose from and we'd pool all the money we had together that week. And we'd put it all into uh, sparklers and lighter fluid. And we'd sit at our kitchen table <laughs> shaving all the accelerant off of the uh, sparklers. Oh, my goodness. Packing it into various uh, vessels and then dousing it in um, lighter fluid and then taking to the forest and um, igniting our creation. And Kyle, how many years did this go on for, this pyrotechnic madness? Pretty much like all of high school. <laughs> really? Yeah, we'd go to like the dollar store and just like... Yeah, blow stuff up on lunch break. So did you ever get in trouble for that or have, like, psychologists have to intervene? Uh, no, no. My dad would be like, what the hell are you doing? And I'd be like, uh, nothing. Don't Being worry 15, about it. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so was uh, how long of a journey then was it from blowing stuff up real good to uh, drumming and guitaring? When did you... When there was a you... crossover period, certainly. Mm-hmm. I th- and we were kind of doing both simultaneously, but... Uh, I uh, incurred a couple good flesh wounds and um, decided to hang up the the sparklers and uh, lighter fluid for for at least the time being. I'm sure we'll revisit it when we get bored again, but um, it was uh, it was that and uh, terrorizing the the neighborhood with uh, um, Roman candles from uh, hilltop locations and uh, just generally not being uh, not contributing well to the uh, to the society of our. Of our locality. So was this part of the plan so that anything that you were up to, being in a rock band, looked really good to mom and dad? Like, I mean, you set the bar real low, and then you go, you know what? We're going to transition. We're going to work our way up to rock and roll band. I think we became more of a domestic problem as soon as we started actually playing uh, in the house because my parents had no idea what we were up to. I mean, um, I'd come home with some mysterious burns on my body, but... um, they wouldn't really ask too many questions. They just kind of shrug and uh, make sure that I still had a body temperature of around ninety-eight degrees, and then uh, <laughs> leave me to do, leave me to do my business with Kyle. Um, so, I mean, when we started playing, we would just play these kind of like fifteen-minute jams, um, mixing in kind of our own things that we had 
but playing lots of Black Sabbath riffs and stuff like that. So we we were rattling the floorboards um, of our parents' houses for many years before we got our own practice space away from uh, away from them. Now, I have managed to hide an electronic drum kit from my wife for about four months, but to hide a real drum kit from mom and dad, uh, that must have been impossible. So, you know, tell us about that whole uh, whole thing and, and getting into uh, hammering on the drums there, Kyle. Uh, well, we were uh, close to our school, so we had that brief period before our parents would get home that we could play, and... Uh, we were all in band at school, so we could play there. Uh, but my mom really hated guitar because her, her my uncle played when they were growing up, so she was done with hearing that, so she didn't mind drums because she's like, there's a beat, you can figure it out. But some days it was like, can you shut up and stop playing drums and go do something else? So Black Sabbath, what were some of the other early influences that uh – had you interested that drew you in? Because I, I know, uh, once again, from the extensive research I've done, that you spend a lot of time glued to the much musics of the world, uh, oh, just yeah. trying to learn your uh, learn the craft and, and to learn how to play some of these songs. Yeah, I well, when I was growing up, I would religiously watch that um, the first disc on like that double live Zeppelin DVD, their 1971 uh, Albert Hall performance, all the time. I would just watch that. So emulating John Bonham. Is it 69, actually? I think it's 70. 70, right. Yeah, so John Bonham. I have a John Bonham tattoo, actually. So that was how much he meant to me. And The Who, uh, Keith Moon and everything like that. And then, yeah, things like Billy Talon at the time, for sure. When we were growing up, like, that was coming on much music, like Alexis on Fire. All these things that, like, because, you know, my dad was a Pink Floyd fan, and that's all he listened to at the time. And then, you know, we had Weezer and stuff, but we'd never really heard anything, like, on much come on like that. So at that time, Alexis on Fire was coming up, Billy Town was coming up. So you like to play fast? Yeah. 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 But you you don't want to be classified as a punk band. You're not a punk band. Yeah, people can call us whatever they want to call us, but um, I mean, we just, we were just kind of, um, um, our more of our stance was basically that we, that we don't call ourselves uh, a punk band, but if people want to say that, that's totally cool. You can call us whatever you want jazz fusion whatever it doesn't matter but um i mean we're we're pretty uh we're pretty sparing when it comes to uh titling um our own or labeling our own genre of music we just kind of play whatever we want we play quiet and slow sometimes and fast and loud and um everything in between so um we're just serious about um basically being uh, able to do whatever we wanted to do and if people don't like it well they can eat cake. It sounds as though this is, and you know, before you said that, I'm thinking these guys are doing this for themselves. If you want to come along for the ride, get on. And it happens to be working out. Clearly there are people in the business that are interested. You're on this tour. They still haven't noticed that we're on this tour. We, we yeah. snuck on on the first date and nobody's asked any questions. So let's keep it on, on the down low. Well, you know what? We won't promote it really yeah. all that loudly. Then. Like what time do we have to get at the arena? Like, do we need to be at MTS? Like four o'clock? Are yeah, you guys something playing? Like that. Or oh, how do you yeah. work that? We play at seven, but yeah, we we wake up there, so we're just there all day, hiding in the janitor's closet, yeah. sneaking scraps from the catering room. Whatever you need to do, right? And yeah. really, that's the message, right? Uh, for so many young people, right? Just do what it is that you love, do it hard, do it well, and you know, you just never know. Yeah, try and get out of uh, pyrotechnics uh, while you still have your fingers. That's that's the only uh, 
piece of advice that I would pass along. Luke Bentham and Kyle Fisher, they are two of the three members of the Dirty Nil. They're a rock group from Dundas, Ontario, and they are opening tonight for Billy Talent and Monster Truck at MTS Center. And like they said, they're uh, set to play at 7 o'clock. So uh, we only had a a few minutes to talk to them earlier today. I wanted to to learn more about their pyrotechnics. (laughs) You were fascinated by that. I was concerned for not present-day Brett McGarry. I was worried that you were regressing back to your younger years. You you were wide-eyed and wanted to know more about what they were blowing up, how they were going about it. Uh, But definitely one of the benefits of being under the same roof as a rock and roll station, Power 97, got to meet those young individuals and they they had uh, lots of fun, some interesting things to say. I'm sure we'll be hearing more from them as time goes on. And again, they're opening tonight for Billy Talent and Monster Truck. That is the Dirty Nil tonight at MTS Center. Traffic and weather together. Next. Meckling and McGarry on 680 CJOB.